What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here. Welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show. On this episode, Murph and I have a fun discussion about all the smart things we've said on this show since we started in September 2021. And we say more smart things to help you with your sports card investments. We also have a conversation with Kyle Powers, the founder and owner of Collector Caps, a great product that we want you to know about. We also talk about these new cards from Topps called Bowman Next as part of the Topps Now series, should you buy them. And of course, we take questions from our audience Q&A on the Facebook group. All right, everybody, let's jump into the show. But first, I want to let you know, of course, that we are brought to you by marketmoversapp.com by Sports Card Investor, where we want you to go and use the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase, to save 20% on the best place to track the data of your entire collection, the historical data, amazing graphs and charts, and pricing information. Between that and our NOOFFSEASON.com Sports Card Investment Report, which you can access at NOOFFSEASON.com slash invest, you will have the perfect combination to make informed decisions on your sports card investments. You get the context at NOOFFSEASON.com slash invest, and you get the data at MarketMoversApp.com using the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase, where you can save 20% on that amazing product. All right, it's time to bring in the great Murphinus. Everybody, you may or may not see my wife and dog as well, and daughter as part of this segment, but mainly it's the great Murphinus and I talking about sports cards and saying very, very smart things to help you with these sports card investments. Let's do it. Hey, oh. Yes. Yes. What's up, Murphinus? Good to see you, man. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic to see you. It's been a while. You're supporting the D this morning. I like That's it. That's right. Repping the hey! D. Hey. <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. How are you? 10 out of 10. I got no complaints. <laughs> Is it but early in the morning? Ah! No, it's 8 o'clock. It, it's, it's 8 o'clock. I would like this to be but early in the morning, but it's 8 o'clock. I mean, oh, nice. Good. Yeah. This would be wonderful. Look at that little pup. Your kids look just like you, Nate. It's hilarious. They look exactly like you and nothing like Andrea. Oh, God, no. My son, I'm not even sure he's mine. I mean, I know he's Andrea's. He looks, if you took Andrea and him at six and just put long hair on him and chopped her house, they're, they're twins. So cute. They are twins. Macy, Macy doesn't. Macy kind of looks like me, but she's just, I apologize to her all the time. I'm like, look, you got the Irish skin, just SPF 50 for the rest of your life. I, I, I'm sorry. Period. Okay. No talk tanning. About, talk about How was Germany? I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, if I had hearing aids, the days I have hearings, to turn them down during this period. Yeah. Because he's screaming. Who? It's it's only about twenty five minutes a week. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, Kate, can you? You used to put up with this for seven hours. 
like I'm the quietest right. person you know. To me. To me. One me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good to see you, Nate. I really want to yeah, see you. Yeah, good to see you, too. Figure it out. Poncha likes to see you, too. I like Poncha. I love the name. I like the name even more now that I know what it means. Sammy's right here. She named her, so. Well done. <laughs> um, awesome. I'm ready. I'm ready. So one thing I wanted to lead off with is your boy, yeah. Urban Meyer. Your boy, Urban Meyer... <laughs> I think, actually, let's back up a second. I just want to say... Run the tape. We say really smart things on this show. Yeah. We, we really do. Yeah. Like, there are other shows that may know more about the history of sports cards than us, but right. they don't say as, as many smart things as we do on our show. Hicks, I'm not sure exactly where it was, but run the tape. Yeah. Um, I believe that I did make the quote. I'm not sure if I called him being fired. I probably did. But I did say he's one of the top five worst human beings on the planet. And every NFL analyst basically echoed that yesterday. Every single one of them did. And I don't know Urban Meyer. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not covering the team. And I don't cover the NFL. But here's what I do know. He's one of the top five worst human beings alive. Yep. You called it. You called it. I think I might, you know, it would be nice if we actually had a producer that we could go like, Hey, Norm, run the tape on that. You know what I mean? But like, but yeah. like Norm is me. Like, so, right. so, so I, I have to go do that. And I, and I think, I think I will because, um, you do play a hell of a norm. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. Norm, Norm is me. Um, so Hey, Norm, run the tape on that. Cut that in. We'll, we'll, we'll post produce that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but actually I was really excited and to thank see God for Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence's cards should be going up today. They should be. Uh, they I should know. be. I don't know if they are. You can take a look at that, but I'm sure yeah. that they were going down for the last little bit. It doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that he's a potential, a high likelihood generational quarterback who just needed to get rid of the head coach. Simple as that. Yeah. And I made the bold call last night that I thought Joe Lombardi was going to ultimately end up going there and continue the Lombardi uh, head coaching tradition, uh, go down to Jacksonville. But after watching the Chargers' performance last night, running, I think it was 18 plays inside the five and giving the ball to Austin Eckler twice inside the five, I, I took him off my bold prediction list. He doesn't deserve to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Stay away. You've got a top two NFL running back on your team and you give it to him twice. Yeah. Sorry, Lombardi. You're I, an offensive coordinator. Stay in the booth. Yeah, stay Yeah, stay in the booth. And you just made me think of a, a thing that we need to add to the, to the repertoire here at No Offseason. I think we need you to, to voice at me on WhatsApp, uh, voice message me some of these little tidbits so that I can kind of, I can do like some, some Murph write-ups, you know, I can, I can in between the shows, I can get some of your hot takes and I can put them out there on the website. I'll and then that way to you, cause I have, yeah. I was take, doing some hot takes with, um, with Tinny there you and, go. Uh, yeah. and a couple other guys last night and, and so forth. And they basically revolved around the idiocy of the Los Angeles chargers the fact that Bill Belichick would have won that game by two scores last night because he takes the points when they're there and supports a young team and a young quarterback 
that is playing great on defense. That's why Belichick's got six rings. That's why the Chargers consistently lose close games. Yeah, I think we need, um, we need more of these takes delivered to me in, in any form or fashion that you can deliver them. And, You're going to get them. And I'm going to have fun with you on it, but then also turn it into content. And then that way we can, we can talk more about some of your predictions on these shows because, you know, like I said, we say smart things. You say smart things. I say smart things. And as I, as I look back in time and I run the tape, I think we're right way more, way more than we're wrong on this. Way more. And even if, even if we're wrong a little bit, we'll try to find a way to spin it to 60% right, which I think is only right. Almost like, yeah, like our wrongs are just, we're not right yet. <laughs> right, right. But, but eventually we're going to be right. I always, I, I love, I don't have a huge role on the show in terms of creating the content. I may moving forward with an upset of WhatsApp uh, chat from time to time. But what you got going on in your collection? What, what, what's been a cool thing? I know you were on vacation last week, so you probably didn't yeah. do a whole lot of selling, shipping, and, and the like. But I'd just be interested. Take, take a couple minutes, and what do you yeah. got going on with, with your cards? Yeah, so um, I did actually sell a few while I was on vacation. It was kind of fun because I didn't really have to do anything. I had already posted a bunch of, a bunch of soccer cards for sale a long time ago. Well, you know, a couple months ago. And so I had a few offers on some buy it now or best offers that I had listed on eBay. And I just yeah. shipped away some, uh, some boxes of soccer cards that I had bought Whoa. here in Europe and had brought them back to the United States and then sent them to PWCC. So they're just sitting in the vault. And I just had to click, click a couple buttons in the PWCC app and ship them away. Um, so that was fun. Um, That's great. And then, but did in you my, make profit? I did. I made profit on both of them. Um, Fantastic. I made profit on both of those boxes. I also sold a Desmond Bain rookie patch auto, one of like five that I bought uh, before the NBA season started. I'm making profit on Desmond Bain right now. Uh, okay. About, about 20% on all the Desmond Bain cards. Um, okay. And I'm still holding a few of those because, you know, the Grizzlies are 9-1 and one without Ja Morant, and Desmond Bain is actually a pretty decent part of that. So, um, Wow. Yeah. See, so, I don't get into basketball until after Christmas. So I know I can't. Playing. I'm actually really excited because um, uh, after the Super Bowl is over, I think that's when everyone else is going to get into the NBA, and I'm like ready. So I'm ready yeah. for I'm ready I'm ready for you. And you're and, a few months ahead. Yeah. Of the of, of the of the NBA crowd, such as myself, who loves the product, who likes the NBA. Just I only can do like one sport at a time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I'm just all in on, uh, on football right now. So once Christmas yeah. hits, it'll, I'll, I'll have five basketball games on in the background, you know, all day on Christmas. That'll get the juices pumping. And then I can start being slightly more intelligent about the NBA and match you just what? a little bit. Why do I get this feeling that, like, my Christmas Day present from you is going to be, like, 47 hot takes in my WhatsApp from you? That would be amazing. You might get them on Sunday. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Probably not Christmas Instead Day. Instead of the all-caps Van Jefferson after he makes another no, I love that. 70-plus yard touchdown catch. I love that. I love Matthews. that. So, as you know, I am holding two Van Jefferson RPAs that I'm really excited about, and I think I, I, it's only a matter of time before everyone else catches up to our intelligence level on this. You know, it's only a matter of time 
when you know before people are like hey we really need we really need to get some band jefferson and and i'm sitting there holding two of them that i paid like less than 20 bucks for and i'm ready to sell them for like 115 each yeah i don't see why not what you're going to be able to do i mean what 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 worried me a little bit early about watching some of those games after woods was out is that him and stafford were not on the same page he's getting like seven eight targets a game they're only completing three of them i watched a couple of the games and it was like Stafford was expecting him to come left, come right. He just he came out of the break and sat there when really Stafford needed him to kind of move towards the center of the field, uh, move towards a hash or something like that. Yeah. And you could tell there was a little bit of frustration there. You want to know the coolest thing about it is that every time there was likely a mistake on Jefferson's part, within the next two plays, Stafford went right back there. That's which a big sign. That right. it, it means that you know he 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 trusts the 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 guy to to make plays he's got great hands they clearly have three to five plays that it just says streak down the middle we're going to throw it up and let the athlete go get it um and he's targeted consistently inside the 20. he doesn't have cooper cup targets inside the 20 but he's the next targeted receiver even over higby um in that offense inside the 20 which is really positive yeah that's a whether or not Woods is there or if Odell stays there beyond this year. That's going to continue. Yeah, that, that's important, like you said, that the, the, those things that don't show up in the box score, like um, the fact that he does go, go right back to him. Back and, to him, right yeah. back. And it's even interesting. On drop, even yeah. on a drop, a, 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 two of the last couple of weeks I'd seen, I just happened to be watching when there was a drop. Stafford goes right back there on third down. Yeah, and they and they go and, and convert. I mean, it's you know part of that is Cooper Cup's getting like triple teamed, and most of the time that doesn't matter either. Um, you know that guy's just great. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I actually think that you're going to do pretty good on that. I'm not sure when the the juice is is uh, is gonna is gonna come out of the fruit on that, but I think you're going to do pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And back to Trevor Lawrence real quick. I do I do have several of his cards still, and I did buy a couple of his cards recently because they've just been super low lately. And I just feel like um, his card prices will start to rise. I think there's some people out there that I've heard already saying his card prices will, be, will probably fall after the NFL season. But actually, I, I didn't see – a, a fall of many football card prices at all after last NFL season, like Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Hurts. It's a 12 month none, thing. None of those guys There's fell. Always, none of them right, fell. Because, because yeah. the NFL is always in the news. There's yeah. always something. The beauty of the NFL is what is the off season? I mean, that's why your website and how you, 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 you that's created right. it years ago was correct. There is no off season in the NFL. There isn't, baseball i mean there's a just a literal drop off the face of the earth you know um in baseball for five months and it's just quiet there's nothing with and there yeah. is with that there is with basketball too three to four months of nothing football what days yeah yeah literally for something like that to happen so um, so I, when you're gonna see the increase in like a trevor lawrence is when they hire the head coach because uh, Khan can't be wrong again. He can't be. You've got a generational type guy. You've actually got some weapons on that team, which is surprising for a team that has the number one overall pick. This should not be a two in 11 team. 
yeah. it shouldn't be. This team is a six-win team because of quality running back, quality uh, wide receivers, not a complete inept defense. This is a five-six-win team now. Yeah. Um, in a division that's winnable yeah, next year totally. for, for this team. So once they hire a head coach, and if it's exciting, like somebody who has developed QBs in the past, 20% increase on day one for Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, you don't I, touch I that agree. for years. You just let him do his thing. You sold, you, you sold your Peyton Mannings after his 29 interception season when he started to get hot his second year. You, you lost on You're that. You're kicking yourself. Trevor yeah. Lawrence is the exact same. You, got, you, don't, you keep everything you got until like year five I, or six. I agree with you on everything that you just said, and I agree that the hype machine will dictate his card prices when they do hire a head coach. But I have to make this point because, again, we say a lot of smart things on this show, and I'm going to say another smart thing. Daryl Bevel is the interim coach right now. And Daryl oh, Bevel, and Darryl Bevel uh, developed Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. He, he played a role in developing Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. He also called a pass play with Marshawn Lynch in the backfield at the two-yard line of the Super Bowl. And ultimately, all those things that you just said right there, Paul, are 100% true. But what will Daryl Bevel be best known for? Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball inside the two. Yeah, I I know. But my point is that, okay, maybe that's why he's being overlooked right now. But I think that because he, whatever the reason is that he's being overlooked right now, I think people are missing that what could actually be the real development for Trevor Lawrence could be the, the remainder of this season with Daryl Bevel yeah. um, should Bevel play a role in, in Trevor coach. Lawrence's. Yeah. Is it fair? Do you think that Daryl Bevel the, these next four weeks is interviewing for the job? I would say that if they if they win if, if they win a couple games, um, they've got what three games left? Four, and they got a winnable one this weekend. Okay, so if they win, two, if they go two and two, or better, then I think Daryl Bevel is a is a interviewable candidate for that job. I think that if um, if they go like one and three or zero oh and four, I don't think there's any way. Right. I think they just have to yeah. clean house and whatever. But I think like, I mean, if you look at his resume and he's never been an NFL head coach to my knowledge, um, it could be his shot. And I think it is all he's depends. The first, like, he's the first coach in NFL history to be an interim coach two years in a row. Because he was okay, the interim coach right, last year when Patricia got fired. And he is the uh, – obviously this year with Urban Meyer. There you go. So he could – it could be like it's his time and he's yeah. a quarterback. He, he's, a guy, he's a guy that you just described. Um, he may not be like the, the guy that gets everybody hyped, but he's, he fits in the profile of like what you just described would potentially get everybody hyped yeah. if they were to hire – a head coach that's a quarterback's guy because I think then yeah. you then you might have like let's say let's say they go two and two and then then all of a sudden and let's say Trevor Lawrence has a couple like really good statistical games in those yeah. two wins then I think the ESPN narrative becomes Daryl Bevel is developing another young quarterback 
like yeah. he did yeah. and like he coached Brett Favre in Minnesota and all that stuff. So, I mean, he didn't develop Brett Favre, but he was yeah. Minnesota's offensive coordinator. Brett Favre, when Brett Favre had his best season ever um, in right. the first year uh, in Minnesota, arguably. I mean, what did he throw? Four interceptions and 40 touchdowns. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, he led him to the uh, NFC championship game. Should have won that game. Yeah. Yep. Won that game Lost regulation. to Breeze, right? Lost to Drew Breeze. Lost to Breeze in overtime on a on a on a sack force fumble. Yep. Um, you know, and should have won that in regulation. Yeah. So so all right. So there's our Murph can only handle one sport at one time, but he did ask me about the cards. So I wanted to talk about a couple other guys. I wanted to give Murph the football talk first, but the the guys that I'm really excited about in my collection right now are NBA. They're young NBA guys. Yeah, let's and, do it. So, so number one, I mean, we've already talked about Anthony Edwards a lot. And so, so we'll just, we're going to skip him because he's, he's uh, a given, but there's two guys that I'm really proud of that I've purchased um, since the start of this NBA season. And now their card values are starting to go up slowly, but surely the first one is Darius Garland. Um, I think I've mentioned his name on this show with you before, but we we haven't like, we haven't like really dug into him and I really dug into him on this new piece of content on nooffseason.com called our sports card investment report. So we're posting a top 50 sports card investment report for the 50 top athletes that we believe are the most investable from a sports card standpoint. And Darius Garland currently is number two on the list behind Anthony Edwards. He is um, really leading the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's in his third year Top five, former top five pick out of Vanderbilt. Steph Curry actually made some comments about Darius Garland being sort of like the next legit guy before this NBA season started. And he, huh. he's, he's been on fire. I know you haven't been following, but I've purchased some of his PSA 10s for under $20 recently. PSA 10 rookies wow. for under $20. I mean, high, high quality product? Uh, an optic, an optic, which is a high quality product. And then a prism, uh, a prism for under $45, which is like the, 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 the league, high, the, the highest what, quality. 21, 21, yeah. 22. I mean, the yeah. NBA, the NBA experts are talking about him like, um, like sort of being an untouchable piece right now for Cleveland. Like that, you know, cause it's about to be sort of trade season in the NBA. And so, yeah. People are talking about, okay, where does Ben Simmons go? Like, does Damian Lillard go somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And Cleveland is one of these teams that's in the, the – they're in the t- top six right now in the East, and they may not stay in the top eight, but they're sure to stay in the top ten, so they're going to be competitive. And so people are talking about, okay, does Cleveland package some of their talent together and make a move? And, na- and now, like, it's a funny because Darius Garland went from one of these guys before the season of like, oh, yeah, he could be in this trade for Ben Simmons to now, like – we wouldn't trade him in a trade for Damian Lillard. Like we would like Cleveland shouldn't trade him anywhere. Yeah. So um, I'm excited well, about him. Point, at some point, if you're Cleveland, I mean, you've got to be relevant and you've got to be able to cultivate some talent. I mean, and why would you trade the guy? What are you going to get a 33 year old has been for somebody like this, a bunch of second rounders. I mean, come on, you, yeah. you got to keep a guy like that. And if he's averaging almost 20 points a game, Yep. Now, granted, you know, he is doing it at a point in the season, which is, you know, not a lot of defense is being played, um, you know, at this point in the season. But his story is going to be written in February and March. And if he can keep the Cleveland Cavaliers relevant in the East, 
playing some May basketball, man, that's a, that's a guy that you might build around. I mean, he's not averaging 30, but it, it you know, from, from what I know and what I did, my research on, on, on your stuff, is he plays both ends of the floor pretty well, and, and he's a grinder. And, and that's what you kind of need in the face of a franchise up in Cleveland. Yeah. And hands off off to Cleveland for doing something post-LeBron era. God knows Detroit hasn't been able to do anything post-Chauncey Billups. I mean, it's been a decade since they've been anything. They haven't been able to figure it out. I'm not sure that they are anywhere closer than what they were before, even with Cade being there. They they just – hands off to Cleveland and this kid for playing hard, getting them into position to make the playoffs. Yeah, and so I think that he – his – his cards are going to continue to rise in value. So now would still be a great, I think buying Darius Garland is, uh, is recommended. And, and if you want to dig further into that, the audience should go to nooffseason.com slash invest and click on Darius Garland. You'll see him there. Another guy is Jamal Murray. He's, uh, I know you're more familiar with him because he's a 2016 yeah. first round pick. And he's been really, really solid, but he got injured last year. And um, Jokic needs him back, and they're saying that he could come back as early as February. And his yeah. cards are like – it's laughable how cheap his PSA 10s are. Um, his select what, what, concourse PSA it? 10 – yeah, his select concourse PSA 10, which is like a – it's a mid-range card almost. You could call it a high, high-end card is like $15 uh, one just sold for. Now, that could be an anomaly because the one before that sold for 40 but still even $40, like, and $15 to, to, to try and get on eBay in an eBay auction for a PSA 10 of Jamal Murray. Like, I would, I would advise people to buy several of those between now and his return in February. And he may not, like, you never know. I think he's coming back from ankle surgery. So it might not be this thing where, like, he lights the world on fire. But he sh- if he can, if that's a blip on his radar in his career for injuries, this should be a good long-term hold. Because you're looking at the, the star point guard on a team with the, with, with the MVP. The MVP. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I- I mean, Jamal Murray's fantastic. I mean, if, if you, I mean, if you know the Denver Nuggets, you know, two guys, yep. you know, Jokic and you know, Murray, and if the, this team will make the playoffs, they, they will potentially, if Murray is healthy, they could go certainly deep into the playoffs. And if they're less than like, if they're what you say that they are, PSA 10s, $15. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's, that's pretty darn cheap. It's just yeah. the fact that you haven't heard it. This is just, you haven't heard his name. You haven't, yeah, you haven't heard his name. It's kind of like people are just trying to package a bunch of his stuff to go get somebody else that they like. The, the good thing is, is that uh, it's somebody else's treasure, you know, on the right. other who's buying it. And yeah. the guy's 24. He's not 20. Yeah, exactly. And he averaged 21 a game last year. So he's, he's, on, he's on his way. Yeah, he's on his way to being, you know. So just you had him go down again. You know, don't bring him back too quick. Yeah. Nuggets are doing the right thing. I don't know if he could go out and play right now if it was the playoffs or not, but they're doing the right thing. He's got 60-some, maybe 90-some days days to come on back. He'll get reinstituted in the team, and then you're off to the playoffs. Yeah, and so one thing I just want to point out, because you, you just made me think of this, and this is actually something I really wanted to say on the show, is that um, there's this whole thing in the sports card hobby uh, for the last, like, 
at least eight months, like people say base cards are dead and, and people have avoided buying base cards that aren't paralleled or inserts or serial numbered because of the high, like the, the perceived high population count. And it is fair to say that like base cards are less desirable than those other cards or cards with autographs and things like that. But the reason why base cards like this, especially in PSA 10, I believe are outstanding investments are because they're transacted often. They're like, they're like McDonald's happy meals. Like you, you know, you, you know that someone's going to buy it all the time and you can look and you can see what's the price of this card and you can see literally today 10 of them sold for this price so it's a reliable it's it's a reliable investment when you can pick the player that is going to outperform their current performance like when when you can look at when you can scout players and prospect players properly like i believe we do on this show you can buy base cards and you can make a lot of money on buying those base cards. You don't it's have all about to buy. The percentage of, yeah. of increase. You, you know, right. I, I mean, if you buy something for $6 and it goes up to 60, I mean, that's a tenfold increase on that. You buy something, you buy a really high quality card for 115, it goes to, to 400. I mean, that's a nice increase. Yeah, there's triple digits in there, but at the same time, it's not the percentage increase that you want. There's nothing wrong with, you know, while the, you know, tech stocks of the world and the fintechs and all this, they're desirable, the Rivians and, and all this. I'm thinking about like Airbnb, yeah. Grubhub, all these stocks back, you know, a while back, they were hot. They're getting smashed right now, you know, but what was getting smashed? AbbVie, Bristol Myers, you know, Apple had been underperforming the market all year, just weren't sexy. Um, yep. Those are the foundations of a portfolio. And the, these bases may be something similar. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's all about the percentage increase on what you're making. And, yeah, and you know, gonna, like, to your point, somebody's going to buy it because it's $50, because it's $60. Cool thing is you bought it for seven. That's right. And people are going to buy it also because it's not risky, because they know what it's been bought and sold for consistently for the last several months. And so there's a lot of data. There's a lot lot of data. And so um, one more point, which you'll appreciate is that it's all about timing too. So like if you bought these base cards in PSA 10 um, a year ago or eight or 10 months ago, February, 2020, 21, you, you are not going to make your money back off of those because like that, that was a, a high point peak in the market and since then, the market has completely leveled off, and we, we have a true market with these base cards. So now you can buy based on prospecting and player performance. And so when I talk about these base cards being a good investment, I'm not saying that if you bought them a year ago, that they're a good investment. I'm saying if you buy them now, they will be a good investment. And another, a, a few more guys, one of them, like, cause I know we're probably limited on time here that I wanted to throw out there is Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell's base PSA tens are consistently going for $150. Like they're, they're re- reliable right at $150. And these are base prism PSA tens. So these are his high end base in the highest possible grade of the best grading company at $150. This is a low point for this card 
for about the last what was, year. What, what was it selling at? What ha- what's the peak? Well, so at the high point, it was right around, it was I, like, I, I may get this wrong, but I want to say off the top of my head, it was, it was close to $300. Okay. So, so I don't know that it'll quickly get back to $300 or consistently ever stay at $300. But I think you're looking at a guy that had it not been for some injuries on the jazz during the playoffs last year, could have easily gotten to the NBA finals and could have potentially won the NBA finals. And so you're, you're actually, you're not, it's not a stretch to say that a Donovan Mitchell PSA 10 could spike after, after the jazz win the championship and be at $300 in June. I mean, it's just not that far Here's of a stretch to, that, to say some that. Some of the things that you sent me, Paul, there, there's a, there's a common denominator with some of these like uh, plummeting, prices and, and now yeah. is your time to strike they're all players that have been in the league for three or four years or more yeah. it's all these guys like we talked about a month ago they're not playing real hard right now they're pacing themselves this is a long nba season there's a lot of games there's back to backs there's three and fives you know there's travel this is what's going on so guys like <clears throat> morant who are dealing with a, a, a little injury guys like Trey Young, even though he's young, no, and Trey Young, um, he's he played a lot of basketball last year, more basketball than he's ever played in his life. He, he they, they were playing late into the summer, really yeah. late. Yeah. So any play, didn't he and play he's playing well. Trey Young's been playing well. Right. He hasn't really but, dropped but off the, in his play. The hype machine at this time of the year is taking over the NBA. That's right. It's taking over. What's going to end up happening later? It's the guys that consistently win. It's the profitable guys. It's the Trey Youngs, who he, he's still really young, obviously, but he's one of those guys. It's the Kevin Durant's that we talked about. Steph Curry, I'm, I'm assuming, has gone up this week as the chase to yeah. pass. Ray Allen has been there. But you could name 25 guys that play hard once a week in the NBA right now, who I guarantee their cards are down 30%. To your point, you can Luca and Luca's just straight out of shape almost. Yeah, and 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 if you can get him 30 percent lower than what he's been, you're telling me he's not going to be somebody three years from now that's going to figure it out and and just be fantastic at night yeah. in night out. He's going to be fantastic. Now, now is a great not time to buy those all these it's names. The, yeah, it's the common denominator that that you said is these guys have been through numerous NBA seasons. Some of these guys, I mean, you know, the rookies, they've never played more than 40 games. And that's if they go deep into the NCAA tournament. Um, games that matter. Yeah. Um, so it's always, it, it's, as I've talked to you more and more, I, I think for the card collector out there, next NBA season, take a look at some players, make a list of players that you want to take advantage of when they're not playing hard while yep. the hype machine is going because they're going to pay you dividends down the road. Yeah, you're right. And December, what I'm learning right now is that December is a great time to buy all of these NBA players that we've mentioned in this conversation and many more NBA players because um, it is sort of that lull in the season where if you're not well, a hardcore NBA fan, you're not really into it right now because you're, if you're, if you're a, 
sports card investor, collector, or sports fan, you're really more looking at the NFL and the NBA hype has died down yeah. a little bit because uh, it's a couple months removed from the beginning of the season. You, like you said, it will pick back up after football, and 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 the card prices have shown that. Like the car, I mean, everyone's yeah. on a downward trend right now, which to me, except for Garland, but everyone else is on a downward trend right now, which to me says buy them um, because they're they're still the same yeah. guy, it's it's the, the same market. person. It's playoffs. It's yeah. this. It's that. I mean, you know the. You know, it's, we used to play in a dynasty fantasy football league together. And yeah, we did. the worst thing that you could do is build your team around a bunch of hype machine guys. It's the worst, it's the worst thing in the world. There is nothing wrong with a, like we always said, there is nothing wrong with a 28, With a little Donald friend. Driver, Joey Galloway wideout combination. Right. right. I won a championship because I made a trade for a 36-year-old Joey Galloway in like November. But the guy just scored points. I had to get rid of some talent, but I needed another starter. There's nothing wrong with going and getting these guys, but it's got to be at the right time. And you got to be, you just can't build a, a collection around a bunch of guys who two of them are going to end up being worth anything. You got to have a foundation of Hall of Famers, um, guys that, you know, um, um, that, that, that just play consistently well year in and year out. The hype machine is great but the hype machine can break the bank too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so w- do you remember a name Cam Thomas from earlier this year at the beginning of the NBA season? I do. So Cam Thomas uh, has gotten in the lineup. He's in the rotation in Brooklyn yep. and he's been, I want to say, I think it's fair to say averaging double figures since he's actually gotten into the rotation the last three or four games. And, um, I haven't seen him play. I've just been looking at the box scores and watching some of the highlights, but, um, I did, I do listen to a couple other sports card podcasts and, uh, this guy named Lou Janu, who is a co-host of uh, card talk, um, okay. uh, was mentioning cam Thomas. And he, 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 he said the other day, he's like, I can't wait until the 2021, 2022, rookie class comes out in pro uniforms because cam thomas is a low-key guy that i think i can get in on that's not going to be as expensive as some of the other rookies and he's a guy that i think is legit um based on watching him play and i thought again we say a lot of smart things on our show we just don't have the listenership that some of these other these some of these other podcasts have um but i mean we did mention cam thomas and i'm excited I continue to be excited for this year's rookie class as well and um, awaiting their card releases very patiently and trying not to spend money on some of these uh, non-pro uniform rookie cards as I I get excited about them. Yeah, don't let your excitement about the non-pro rookie cards overshadow the fact that the pro rookie cards are coming. Just be patient. Keep your cash in hand. Decide who you're going to sell now and package them together for some of the great players that you want paul when i don't see get impulsive paul don't when i see me. an when i you know i i i'm saying this because i'm trying to go along with what you're saying right now and i what i need to do is start to look for sgc 10s of guys like cam thomas nba hoops releases that, that'll probably be about so so nba hoops should come out in january i think so that'll be kind of the first That'll be the first release where everyone in the United States will flood to the stores and try to buy uh, 
the pro uniforms for this year's rookie class. And what I'm going to do is just wait for people to pull the rookies that I want, submit them to SGC, get a 10, list the SGC 10 on eBay, and then just go SGC 10 diving uh, in February for some of these guys like Cam Thomas and try to get really? one from like the grading cost. You know, if I can get a Cam Thomas for back for the grading cost, I'd I'm be able to for your SGC diving. SGC 10 I, diving, my friend. Uh, wait, can you put that on the agenda for February 10th? February 10th, SGC 10. SGC 10 diving. And, and for those of you wondering why not PSA, it's just simply because PSA will not – no one will be submitting base NBA hoops rookie cards to PSA for $100 a piece. Um, they will and be submitting do, them to SGC, and that's then I why. Can, I can show you an idiot. Of of the of the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two class, I mean, they Correct. might have a you know they might they might have a a Ja Morant laying around for some reason that hasn't been submitted yet, and they and they could send that to PSA, and that that might make sense. But um, but well, not, Hicks, I got like three minutes left, so yeah. what, what do we want to what do we want to hit here? I don't mean to rush you, but no, this is a what great, do you? This is a great show. It started out with Kate being on the phone. We've talked about should Urban I leave Meyer. Kate in the podcast? Should I leave Kate and Puncha in the podcast, or should I edit them out? Really up to you. This is, I think I might leave them in. Yeah, I mean, if just ask Norm. Yeah, let's see. Actually, it's up to Norm. It's Norm's it's decision. Norm. Good point. Yeah. We're gonna, hey, Norm, Norm, you're going to have to figure out whether or not to leave Kate and Poncha in or edit them out. He's a good guy. He'll do the right thing. He's a good guy. You know where I pulled that name from, right? Cheers. Norm's Field of Dreams, baby. Oh, Norm's Field of Dreams. See, I'm a little older than you. I'm a big Cheers <laughs> fan. So, yeah, cheer. Well, cheers. For I all you Woody, Sam, Diane, Carla, Norm, Cliff, Frazier. Sometimes you, you want to know. Body knows yep. your name. So, Murph, what do you want to talk about? Now we only have 90 seconds left uh, because of me. But what do you want to talk about in the last night? You got any, like, why don't you get fired up about something? Get fired up about something in the last 90 seconds. What have you been fired? What are you fired up about in sports right now? Deion Sanders getting a getting a, a top recruit and a and an, uh, I, I kind of like what Deion's doing over there. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, here's what I I'll, I'll just go with what I was talking about earlier in the show is the NFL coaches the the young the young, the young kids are too fired up about analytics. You want to know the only analytics that matters? L.A. Chargers head coach whose name is slipping me right now. Let me guess. Point. Oh, I points. thought you were going to say wins and losses. Okay, points, yeah. yeah. Points, wins, losses, and points. Bill Belichick, I don't care if you like him or you hate him, but he's doing the right thing with the young, the young quarterback. You reward a young quarterback, I don't care who you're playing, Mahomes, Rodgers, you reward the young quarterback with points every time down the field if you have a kicker that can give you points. First, first drive of the game, fourth and four, a chip shot, and you don't do it, that's stupid. I don't care what the freaking analytics say. It's stupid. And, and the coaches lost that game last night. They absolutely lost the game last night to a team that was playing without 10 players because of COVID. You just had a guy freaking paralyzed on the seventh play of the game. And you got a young quarterback that wants to beat the, the Chiefs for the third straight time, take over the lead in the division, potentially a first-round first buy. But what ended up winning the day 
analytics. Bill Belichick is smarter than every NFL head coach out there. And he proved it, and he's proven it again this season by having Nick Folk lead the league in scoring, consistently just popping field goals, popping field goals. Why? Because you got a young quarterback that needs points after a 60-yard drive. He doesn't need the disappointment of going back to the sideline with zero. He needs points. And that's why Belichick wins Super Bowls, is the number one seed in the AFC, and is primed for a seventh. That's what I'll go off on because that just ticks me off. And I'm going to bring this full circle because at the beginning of the show, I said, we say a lot of smart things on this show. And you said two months ago, out of all the rookie quarterbacks, whose cards should we be looking at? You said verbatim, I trust Bill Belichick and I trust Josh McDaniels. So Mac Jones is the guy that you should be going after. And I want to give you credit for making the Mac Jones call because not everybody made it. And now everyone's all over the Mac Jones cards. Yeah, all over well done, guy. Murph. And it's not because the dude is an all pro now. It's because he's surrounded by really smart people who give him points when points are there to be had. Cheers, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel. They play strong defense and they get points when they can. That's what wins football games. And you know when it, when it wins football games? In the flipping playoffs, which is exactly where Mac Jones is going to be, taking a bye, playing all of his games in cold New England where they run the ball, play good defense, and get points when they're there to be had. Playoffs! Listen up, L.A. Chargers fans. Analytics don't always win. Ask, ask, uh your boy down in Houston uh, the, for, the, for the Rockets, how, how good analytics did for him down there. Show me some Ramondre Stevenson in that playoff run, and I'll be pretty happy. All right, Murph, All great right, work today. Buddy, I'm going to let you go. This All was right. fun. To, I will hopefully see you um, one day next week prior to the Christmas holiday. Let's set it up. If for some crazy reason we don't, have a very Merry Christmas, sir. You too, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Go get him. All right, thanks to the great Murphinus for being on the show. It's always great to have him on, and I hope you all enjoy our conversation and his insights into professional sports and my take on it in terms of the hobby um, and investing. Okay. Now I want to talk about Bowman next. Every once in a while on the show, we'll feature products like this, and I will give my commentary on them. Um... Basically, you you probably know the brand Bowman from baseball. That's how it's best known. But but Topps has made the Bowman brand for several years, and they've made football, they've made baseball, uh, they've made some other sports from time to time. And Topps.com has been pushing direct-to-consumer for the last few years, more so than ever in the last year. And as part of the direct-to-consumer products, they not only have like Project 2020 and Project 70, but they also have Tops Now. And Tops Now has come out with another product uh, series called Bowman Next. And Bowman Next has released several college football cards, and now they're releasing college basketball cards. Now, they don't 
have the licenses for the NCAA, like Panini does, but they have apparently secured uh, name, image, and likeness with various athletes. So we're, we're already starting to see the NIL, the name, image, and likeness in the sports card hobby very early, like right away. And that's awesome. It's awesome for these young athletes. Uh, I really support young athletes uh, being able to go ahead and use their name, image, and likeness to monetize. And I do think it's cool for collectors to have the option to buy these cards. So if you're a Gonzaga fan, if you're a Kansas fan, a Duke fan, you got some of your athletes here already on Bowman Next. And I think for PC stuff, it's pretty cool. But I want to talk about it from an investment standpoint, because as you know, the sports card strategy show is really more around investing than it is around collecting. And so in recent episodes, we've talked about Leaf, which if any Leaf autograph cards or Leaf unlicensed cards can be good investments. And I think that this Bowman Next series as part of Tops Now falls into that category, right? Because it's unlicensed um, and it's just borderline in terms of whether or not it's a good investment. So I want to talk about this. Um, There are some cool autograph cards, but here's my take. Um, I can't deny that there's a market for it because as you see here, the autographs that are numbered to 10, numbered to 99, um, and auto one of one, numbered to five, those are all sold out. So you have AJ Griffin, one of one, numbered to five, numbered to 10, sold out. You have Drew Tim, uh, number, uh, number one, numbered to five, etc. all sold out. Um, actually, Drew Tim, number 10, is still available. It's $230. Um, then you have Drew Tim, number 99, $65. Number to 49, $100. Number to 25, $150, still available. You have the AJ Griffin, number 25, $150, etc., etc., um, still available. Um, so. The fact that these are limited print runs, serial numbered, those are obviously a good thing. But here's my thing, though. Like, as an investor, I don't think this is a good investment at all for, for a couple common sense reasons. Number one, we don't know where these guys are going to be drafted in the NBA draft. And... We know that these are not their pro uniforms, and we know that these non-pro uniform autos take a huge dip in value. Even the licensed ones take a huge dip in value after the pro uniform stuff comes out. And the price of these are not exactly cheap. They're not exactly a bargain, right? So, like, I know, for example, that when A.J. Griffin gets drafted, whenever that happens he's going to eventually have a pro release that I may or may not be able to get his RPA for $100. Like, I I think I probably can. I I mean, I know that I can get an A.J. Griffin or a Drew Tim or whatever, any of these guys, 
um, RPA in a pro uniform for $300, certainly. Uh, for $230, certainly. For $800, absolutely. And if it's listed on eBay, I can, I can pick the one that I want. I can make the bid. I can make the offer. I can try to get a deal. And I just think that these Bowman next are just such a huge risk in that regard. I know that if there is some hype generated around these athletes, after you buy them before they're drafted, before they have other cards, there could be an opportunity to flip them and sell them, but it just seems way too risky to me. I would rather hold my money, see who pans out as a player in the NBA draft, and then wait for the pro release to come out. And when the other thing is when the pro release comes out, you've already seen a sample size of these guys actually play in the NBA. So you can determine who you even want to pick up, right? So I just, I, I think Tops and Bowman, the Bowman brand here is doing a great thing for the athlete and it's great that they're selling. I hope that they're selling to personal collectors who really, really like these cards and feel good about the price that they're paying for these autographed cards. But I hope that they're not going to people who think that they're going to be able to invest in these cards and actually make a return on their investment. Um, because I think that those are the people that are going to get screwed over by these. So good job by Tops to do these for the athletes to be able to make money. I'm in huge favor of that. And good job to the personal collectors who want to keep these cards or maybe pass them down to family members or give them as gifts to other personal collectors. Um, but just cautioning investors from taking part in these, uh, I just really, really would be careful with this. So, um, yeah, steer clear from an investment standpoint of the Bowman Next. Um, follow it, though. Like, I think it's cool to follow it and see who tops is doing deals with because it does give you an indicator of the amount of potential around these athletes and the hype around some of these guys all right up next we're going to go to our audience mailbag so the facebook group is on and popping these days and to join the facebook group the best thing to do is to go to sportscardstrategy.com click on the link to join the facebook group I will let you in, and I want to take a question from Patrick Becker right now. Uh, the question is regarding Pokemon cards. Do you think Pokemon cards are worth investing in? And Kendall McKee, who's been my co-host from time to time, uh, says objectively yes, but again, it depends on the card and the price, and so I totally agree. And um, Patrick then so kindly posted a video of a Charizard card and a photo of another Charizard card. And so I'm going to go ahead and give my answer here. I am really, really happy that we're getting questions on Pokemon cards because there's a huge market for Pokemon cards. So the general answer is that, yes, um, I agree with Kendall that these are investable, but I also really, really caution you to make sure that you're doing your research regarding Pokemon cards. I don't know that much about Pokemon cards, but I tend to learn a lot based off of questions that I'm asked because I like to be able to give informed answers on questions. 
And so I'll do my research for you if you ever post anything in the Facebook group that I don't know about. I'm going to do some research for you for the show. So I did a little bit of research in order to answer Patrick's question here. It does look like, um, you know, for example, this Charizard card that he posted is uh, shiny. Uh, Charizard happens to be in black, um, and it's, it's referred to as a shiny um when you look at it on eBay. So I did a little bit of research and I found similar cards, if not the same card. I can't tell from Patrick's picture if it's if it's serial numbered or not, um, but there are some serial numbered uh, versions of this uh, from the Champion's Path. I believe this, is, this seems to be from this Champion's Path. So we have some sold listings recently of what appear to be Patrick's card. I could I could be wrong because again I don't know that much about Pokemon at all. So I'm, I'm learning here as part of as part of this question. So we we appear to have uh, these these full art 70, 79, 73 secret rare champion path. It looks to be Patrick's card. I could be wrong. They're selling for uh, between a hundred and thirty and $180 raw. Um, when graded, a lot of these appear to be graded by BGS. I'm not sure why that is because I think BGS has really long turnaround times right now. And so um, I would grade these with either, either SGC or PSA. Um, but like a, a mint, gem mint 9.5 appears to be going for only about $80 or so more. And then when you look at the asking price for some of these, uh, it looks like you can buy, this is Canadian dollars, $250 if you want to buy it now. Um, here's, a here's a starting bid of $120, this, which looks to be Patrick's card. Um, yeah, $82.20 are the numbers here on the card for Charizard. Uh, $159 buy it now. That that appears to be Patrick's card. So it, it looks to be in, in that range right now. Here's one. Buy it now. Appears to be Patrick's card. Already in a gem mint. True gem mint 9.5. Look at that. Like, But this is, yeah, Sword and Shield Champion's Path. That appears to be his card. Um... And you can buy this now for $388. So I'm not sure, Patrick, what you paid for this card, but um, it, it looks to be, it looks to have a, a real market value uh, in eBay sold listings of uh, anywhere between, like I said, $150 and uh, 200 and some dollars. So I don't, I don't know that this is worth getting graded. Um, if, it, if it's already worth that much, that appears, that appears to be what we're looking at for that card. Now, Patrick also posted a video of a different Charizard card. Um, I would, I would do the same kind of research there. This one looks to be, okay, this looks to be a different Charizard shiny. I can't really tell what collection this one is from. And again, I'm not, uh, very good at, at, you know, understanding Pokemon's just yet, but um, I would basically follow the same research strategy here. 
searching it on eBay, looking for the actual card that was posted, and then looking at sold listings of recent Charizard shiny cards. And um, it looks like this one might be a hollow. I don't know how many variations there are of these, but certainly that, that black Charizard looks to have some, some serious value. And then this, this other shiny hollow one that you're showing, um, <clears throat> I'm probably gonna need some more information on that one in terms of the name so that I can do some more accurate searches to do some accurate research. So um, Patrick, feel free to uh, give us that information and then I'd, I'd be happy to follow up and do a little bit more research for you and, and add to the post. But I'm, I'm happy to answer questions about non-sports cards, about Pokemon cards. We do have more answers here from the group. Um, well, it's Patrick posting more cards. So Patrick is, is posting more cards. This is great. Um, so Patrick, overall, uh, great work here. I will chime in more and do some more research on these cards and post uh, more to this answer on the thread. But in the meantime, uh, keep the questions coming. Great work. Anyone who wants to join the Facebook group, please do, and I will immediately let you in. The way to do that is to go to sportscardstrategy.com and click on join the Facebook group. I will let you in, and then let's keep growing the community together for the Sports Card Strategy Show. All right, everybody. We got something special coming up. I've been high on this product called Collector Caps, and I had the opportunity to do a little interview with their founder and owner, Kyle Powers. So here's my interview with Kyle Powers of Collector Caps. Enjoy. So I'm here with Kyle Powers, the founder uh, and owner of Collector's Caps. If you go to collectorscaps.shop, you can see all the awesome products that they have there. And I personally got inspired by Collector's Caps for um, a reason that may only be unique to me, but um, I know that there's a lot of people out there passionate as well about the usage of the stupid tape on on top of the card savers um, and top loaders, rather. Uh, as cards are being transacted online and mailed to one another. And so Kyle and his team came up with these awesome looking caps uh, in different colors. And they basically slide right over the top of a top loader. And uh, Kyle, I want to have you introduce yourself and tell us, how did you how did you get inspired to come up with Collector's Caps? And when did you launch Collector's Caps? Hey, Paul. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Kyle Powers. I'm the creator of Collector Caps. Collector Caps, like you said, super simple. They are caps for the top of top loaders. Essentially, our number one goal going into the to the process of everything uh, was to take the tape out of play, give people a safer and better alternative to things like team bags and tape, where we've just seen so much damage to cards caused by these these methods. Um, whether it's eBay, you're buying on, uh, you know, buying on Twitter, buying on the social media, buying up a website, even getting cards directly from manufacturers like Tops and Panini and having, whether it's tape or just a raw card, really just kind of out and exposed. 
So I, I felt that collector caps were, you know, a necessary thing in the hobby. Um, I would say around 2019, I came up with the idea. I was buying a ton of cards on eBay at the time, was getting them in and just got so sick of tape. Um, I'm a, I'm an IT guy. I've been an IT guy since I was like 18. So by default, I'm a, I'm a problem solver, I would say. Uh, and collector caps to me was just the solution to what I viewed as a problem from getting all these cards with tape and team bags and things that I just didn't really want to deal with. And it also felt to me like there was an opportunity to add a visual aspect to the cards and be able to kind of elevate uh, what you have from a card standpoint, which is why we introduced things like the colors that you mentioned. And just being able to have different options for people. We've seen people use them for a multitude of reasons from like pricing at shows, color coordinated pricing, sorting in their cases and things like that. So it's been a really cool process to see that. Um, but yeah, it's it's been about two years, I would say. I, I spent really the first probably like six to 12 months like sampling and, and really getting a hang of what we were doing exactly. Um, it was obviously right at the start of COVID. So being able to manufacture things, whether it was, uh, you know, in the U.S., overseas, things like that was far more complicated than it might have been, let's say, three, four or five years ago. Um, so that added an extra layer to it, which made it just like a really interesting process to go through. But we were really lucky. Uh, it worked out pretty quickly. We were able to get things in people's hands and we've just been riding that wave ever since and, and just trying to enjoy it as much as we can. Uh, recently introduced branded caps. So that's something we're super excited about. Uh, and we'll be, you know, introducing with some brands and breakers and content creators. Who knows? Who knows? You might see a, see a sports card strategy printed cap out there sooner or later. Um, but definitely something that we're, we're super excited about as a brand and something that I'm really proud of as a creator in terms of bringing to the hobby and really feeling like it provides value for people on a day-to-day, card-to-card basis that wasn't there before. All right, Kyle, cool. Thanks for sharing some of your story there. And uh, I know that you have your reasons that you just stated as to why people need collector's caps. Now, my uh, my reason uh, for getting into collector caps is because I actually buy all my cards online since I live in Spain, and then I have them shipped to my PWCC vault. And so when I buy a, and so when I buy a ungraded card, a raw card, if you will, and someone decides to send it to me in a top loader with a stupid piece of tape on it, basically what happens is I get stuck with a photo of the card uh, with a dumb blue piece of painter's tape or even scotch tape over the top of the top loader because PWCC, they take great photos of my cards, but they don't remove the tape for me. And so I'm kind of stuck with that stupid image that I end up needing to use when I'm trying to resell or flip my card uh, online. So I would love it if all of you out there go out and buy collector caps because they just look so much better. They make your top loader not only secure and do a better job than the tape uh, of you know keeping the card secure in the top loader, but they also just look better in the photos. They're more way more aesthetically pleasing than the dumb pieces of tape that people will put on their top loaders. Um, so Kyle, um, 
why don't you why don't you share with us what what are your favorite products at Collector Caps and how do you recommend people you know get started with Collector Caps and do you have any deals for um, anyone that wants to go check out Collector Caps right now? Are there any are there any promos for the holiday season? Uh, anything that that people should do to engage further with Collector Caps rather than just go go buy for themselves and, and try it out. Paul, you make some really good points. I think from the start, you said that your situation was a little bit unique in terms of uh, being in a different country, getting cards shipped to other places to be vaulted. And while I agree that that's a, that's a pretty unique situation, I think the overarching idea there uh, is one that a lot of people can resonate with, right? At the end of the day, one of the things that we really feel is regardless of the situation that people are in or the circumstances of how they acquire their cards, store their cards, receive their cards, anything like that, we feel like the overarching concept and and similarity to all of them is everyone wants their cards to be protected. And if we can get everyone to use collector caps, it's obviously going to be a much safer aspect of the hobby. When you start talking about shipping and receiving and packaging and how that all works, everyone does it a little bit differently. Everyone has different standards in the way that they operate in that regard. And we feel like we can create a good middle ground for everyone to work from and a really good standard to set that says if you use a collector cap, if you go in and protect your card like this, so it can't fall out, we'll throw the cards, we'll do whatever, the card's going to stay safe inside of that top loader. And if we can ensure that and get everyone to buy into that concept and everyone stays on that same standard, it's going to make card purchasing, collecting, the hobby in general, so much easier for everyone. Um, in terms of my favorite product, you know, it's to me it's all about color. And that's a lot of what we've been focusing on for the past few months. So we started with five colors. We started with red, blue, green, black, and clear. We call those our OG colors. And we believe really strongly at the end of the day that those are the colors that will stand the test of time. We have a lot of colors that we think are a whole lot of fun, right? I held up the teal. The teal is awesome. It works great with teal or aqua parallels. You know, we have some red, some orange, lemon that we call it. Uh, this is the clear that I talked about, you know, gold that works with some of those gold parallel cards. <clears throat> My most recent favorite, which is one of the new releases that we have, is Ash. Ash is a very, it's a dark gray, um, but we, we've got a lot of really good feedback on the Ash and something that people have really liked. But if I had to pick one across all, we recently got in our custom branded collector caps caps, which you can see there. Um, I might be a little bit biased to it, right? But I, I think it's one of those things that just looks so good. And we're really excited to offer this, as I mentioned before, to, you know, to breakers, LCSs, content creators, anyone of that like that wants to be able to provide their customers, their client base, their friends and their followers with a product that not only is going to protect their card, but allow them to market their brand and their image a little bit more. Um, so that's that's a really exciting thing for me. When I set out, you know, and started Collector Caps, that was a big part was I always knew I wanted to do branded caps on some level. It just seemed really logical to me. 
you'll see a lot of brands out there, a lot of LCSs, breakers, things like that again, that have custom tape that they'll put over the top. So for us, this is just the next evolution and the next level of something like that. Uh, and we're really excited to bring that to everyone and allow everyone to participate on that side. We think people are going to come up with a lot of clever ideas. The brands that we've been working with so far, we're super excited about the product that they're going to be bringing to the plate. Um, and we think people are going to really like them. And it's cool because we've seen it in a lot of different ways, right? We've seen the way that people are going to utilize them uh, really change, whether it's adding them to mystery boxes or putting them on any card that they they put in a top loader from a break. Um, or having in any of these different aspects that people operate, whether it's we're going to work directly with a company that's going to provide their employees or breakers or anything like that with them as part of a care package or a welcome package. There's just a lot of endless opportunity there, and, and we think it's going to ultimately result in a lot safer cards in the long run. And that's just the number one thing that we look for when we started this. So in mentioning the OG colors, uh, you asked about if we have any discounts, any sales, anything like that going on for the holidays. We do actually have all of our OG colors on the site. Uh, typically, we sell a bag of 25 for $8, $8.50, maybe a little cheaper if you see us at a show. Uh, but we do have all of our original colors, so the black, clear, green, red, and blue on our website for $5 a bag instead of the traditional $8 a bag. So if you're interested in getting into collector caps for the first time, we do have those bags of 25 for $5, and we're definitely excited to get those out to you guys. We ship pretty quick. Obviously, with the holidays, things don't run as fast, uh, but we'll make sure we get them in the mail as quick as we can so that you guys can get to protecting your cards ASAP. All right, wonderful. Well, hey, Kyle, before we let you go, can you tell us a little bit more about who you collect? Do you have a PC? Do you invest in cards? Do you flip cards? What's your favorite sport or athlete to go after? And uh, if you've been watching any of the recent shows or listening to any of the recent sports card strategy shows here, uh, we'd love to know your take on any of our recent predictions. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely try to catch as many episodes as I can, right? Like I, I'm, I'm a big content guy. So anytime that I can take more information in, catch more perspective. Uh, I think it's really interesting to hear you're very transparent about the things that you're getting and what that's looking like and your motivation behind that. And I think that's awesome. I think the more that people share information, the better it is as a hobby, right? There's plenty to go around for everyone. And I think being able to, to share ideas, whether or not it's the specific player that I'm going after uh, or the concept, right? I think a lot of the time you could be like, oh, I think this guy's kind of similar to this guy. And he's thinking this for this guy, so maybe this guy will work out. And I think there's a lot of that that you guys bring, and I think that's fantastic. Um, for me, it's tough, man. I'm definitely more of a collector, I would say, than I'm like a flipper. Uh, part of that is I just have a really, really hard time moving on from cards. When I decide I'd like a card, I usually really, really like the card. So for me to move on from that is really, really tough. Um, to give you an idea of what I collect, I would say there's probably – like three primary parts of my collection, um, baseball, soccer, and there's a new part that I'll talk to after from a, from a strategy standpoint. But uh, to give you a little look at baseball, uh, big Fernando Tatis Jr. guy. So we have a blue tops chrome Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, PC, like big PCs. I'm a big Jaron Duran guy, uh, Boston kid. So 
uh, Red Sox prospect. Um, I'm like three away from his Bowman non-auto rainbow. This is the black mega one of one. Uh, so super, super excited to own that. And then from a soccer standpoint, we have a Christian Pulisic 2017 select camo. A little tough to see there out of 25. Um, so big on those baseball, soccer. And then a market that I've kind of recently got into that I'm a huge believer in is actually F1. I know I showed a few cards off real quick, but uh, we got a Lando Norris out of 70 Sapphire Black. I love the Black Sapphire. I think it's such an awesome parallel. And then a Max Verstappen Gold Wave Tops Chrome um, out of 50. So those are the things that I'm buying a lot of. Um, F1, I would say for the past like two to three months is something that I've been pro focusing on primarily. Always picking up Durans when I can. Uh, always kind of dabbling in soccer more and more. I just think soccer cards in general are really, really cool. Have a lot of fun with that. Um, so it's been a lot of fun for me to be able to go through those and just be able to uh, get the things that I like. And like I said, I, I hold on to a lot of things. So like the Tatis I've had for, I don't know, almost two years now, a year and a half, something like that. Uh, the Durans I've been since 2020 Bowman came out. I've been holding on to those. I don't know if I'd ever move them. I just really want to complete the rainbow. So yeah, a lot more collecting than flipping for me. Um, but also like aware, like on the F1 side, there is strategy to that. There is checking pop reports and deciding what I'm going to be purchasing and seeing where the opportunities are on some of those. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with that stuff, but, but when it comes down to it, I'm not the best at selling them. Like I said, I love to keep them, um, but definitely try to be really intentional with the purchases that I make. Um, I would say though, in terms of specific calls that I've seen you guys make over the past few weeks and months, uh, I'm a big Wander Franco guy, right? As I said, big baseball guy. So to hear, you know, the Wander Franco dip, it's, it's, inc it's incredible to me that he would dip it all or, or that, that we think he's low. Cause I think it's super clear that he's obviously a stud, right? Uh, even being a Red Sox fan, like not being the biggest Rays fan. It's hard not to be a Wander Franco fan. He has that same electricity like a Tatis and Acuna, those kind of guys. And I think he's going to be on that, you know, that tier of those guys. And I think it's super clear. Obviously, the the on-base streak last year was like the first sign of what's to come. And I, I think that's, a, that's a, a fantastic idea. I think anyone that can get into Wander Franco, you know, Bowman first at a good price right now is going to be in a great spot. Um some of the basketball plays you guys have been making, I think, are, are are really good calls. I think Anthony Edwards and LaMelo were obviously like the big names from last year's draft class. And I just think it's one of those things that there's plenty of other guys that are out there that are looking really, really good. And and you guys have, have mentioned some names on there that have been like, hmm, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take a look on eBay. So, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of stuff. But as a baseball guy, I think Wander Franco has stood out to me as being the the one that I was just like, yeah, you guys are onto something there, and and something that I I'm excited to continue to pick up more Wander Franco is kind of the the months, or I should say the weeks go. I don't I don't know if I have months at this point. Who knows with with where baseball is at? But I do think it's something that I have to be a little proactive and and think that that's some really good advice and and content that you are providing there. All right. Well, hey, Kyle, thanks again for your time. We really appreciate having you on the show. Again, everyone, Kyle Powers, the founder and owner of Collector Caps, way more aesthetically pleasing, way more secure, 
than the painter's tape or the scotch tape over the top of top loaders. They have a great plethora of products at collectorcaps.shop. We want you to go check it out. Thanks again, Kyle. And um, really would love to have you back on the show and would love it if you share the sports card strategy show with your customer base over at collectorcaps.shop. Uh, best thing to do is just tell them to go to sportscardstrategy.com and they can find all the links to access the show on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and join the Facebook group as well. Oh, we'll definitely make sure we share that out. We definitely will make sure that we share that out. Um, thank you again for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun talking with you. Um, definitely get another episode in, in the future, kind of see where some of our calls are going, see obviously where the brand is on our side and what the evolution looks like. Uh, I know we've, we've spoken about talking, uh, working on a few things in the future. Obviously I kind of mentioned the possibility of, of a, of a branded cap. We'll see what that looks like down the road, but uh, definitely excited to, to not only get on the podcast today, but to be able to work with you down the line and appreciate everything you've done for the brand and obviously sharing sharing our information and allowing me to share the story today. And uh, yeah, it's only up from here. We're super excited about the future of the hobby, super excited about the future of collector caps and super excited about everything that you guys are doing on your end with sports card strategy. And I can't wait to, can't wait to see where we all are down the road and look forward to chatting with you. So thank you once again, Uh, everyone. Again, my name is Kyle Powers, creator of collector caps. Check us out. Collector caps stop shop. If you ever need anything, hit us up on social, uh, at Collector Caps on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, Shoot us a DM, write us a comment, tweet at us. We're always looking to interact and uh, get some caps into your hands. So appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys soon, and have a good night. All right, Kyle, thanks for joining us on the Sports Card Strategy Show. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Remember to check out our new sports card investment report to help you become the best sports card investor and make profit on your sports card investments. To do that, go to nooffseason.com slash invest. We'd love you to join the Facebook group and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So for information and quick links on how to do that, go to sportscardstrategy.com. Thanks again to today's show sponsor, marketmoversapp.com by Sports Card Investor, the best place to track the data of your entire collection. Between that and our investment report, you can become a successful sports card investor. Go to marketmoversapp.com and use the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase, to save 20% on that amazing product. Everybody, happy holidays. We will be back soon. Thanks again for watching and listening to the Sports Card Strategy Show. I'm Paul Hickey with nooffseason.com. There is no offseason in the hobby. Happy collecting. Have a great day.